Welcome to Avoid All Spoilers. I'm Megan O'Connor, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brad. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Cloverfield came out in 2008. Um, again, a kind of fake documentary in a sort Cheeky of way, cam. but from a very, yeah, very amateur, oh my god, this is on my cell phone mm-hmm. kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Mm, the plot is a bunch of friends are at a party, and New York get a, gets attacked by something. They're not sure what it is, but it's giant, and it's dangerous, and the whole city is trying to escape, and you can't really tell what's going on, and it's all from the viewpoint of this one guy who is at the party and his cell phone. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's first-person documentary style. Right. Right, and it... it uh, I thought it was believable in that point of, of course, it's there. he's not going to try and, you know, actually get away. He's going to film things just like everybody else these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's like paranormal activity style, like, recording. <laughs> kind, kind of, yeah. But he's holding the cell phone and, and he's the cell that's phone. part of why it's so shaky and everything. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, it had good you, suspense. It could almost make you nauseous if you're, like, one of those people that get, like, motion sick really easy. Because mm, it's, like, point. Uh, 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 shake, 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 shake. A lot of running. Yeah, a lot of dropping. Uh, good point. I, I thought it had some really good suspense in it. There were some really good <gasps> moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of good shocking sections and then pause. I mean, it was well-paced. I did get the feeling towards the end that I was just as tired as he was. Just exhausted watching <laughs> all of that. <laughs> but you, you definitely got the whole sense of the chaos of the attack, of what was going on, how nobody knew exactly what was going on. Where do we go? What do we do? We just want out. Yeah, it's like a... It, the the feel I got was like if some sort of serial killer was chasing somebody down in slow motion and somebody mm-hmm. was trying to run away and they were slipping and falling and they were trying to get away. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they were recording yeah, they, it the whole time. And they were the one with the camera, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the special effects were really good. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the directors wanted to keep the monster not really out there a lot of the time that there was a lot of hiding behind buildings and and smoke and and they they wanted you to be scared because you didn't know exactly mm-hmm. what it was or what was going on so that kind of added to the whole tension of the movie which i i thought that worked and then you know what special effects they did have for the monster and such fit in very well well you got to think of the money that you can also save though Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. When you don't have to create an entire monster from scratch and show it multiple times and render it in like different ways. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, something's happening and the monster you can't really see. And so, therefore, we don't have to spend a huge budget on designing this huge monster. <laughs> yeah, you can put it all into models you can destroy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a big model of uh, New York City and boom, crash. Oh, the monster did it. You know? <laughs> yeah bunch of lego people <laughs> oh that would have been funny <laughs> lego movie 2.0 i need to see that next <laughs> well, oh the lego movie i have not seen it yet and i, I really want to either. 
yeah, there were there were some parts that were a little slow, but again, it kind of added to the realism of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when there's parts where you're just kind of sitting around discussing. <sighs> what do we do next? Oh my God, where do we go? You know, that kind of thing. Trying to make decisions and stuff. When you're that hyped up on adrenaline and you're freaking out and things are crashing and people are dying and you don't know why, you're going to take whatever little moments you can to try and regroup. So I thought it, again, added to the the pacing of the movie. I mean, some people might not have liked that hectic pace, but I think for what it was, it really worked. Yeah, it, it, it totally worked, and I like how on the, uh, um, I guess it would be like the movie cover or whatever, mm-hmm. they got a picture of the Statue of Liberty, no noggin. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's one of the parts in the movie where like the head is like flying down the street. Right, right. That was in the previews and everything yep. that basically they tossed the head of the Statue of Liberty, which when it landed in the street was not as big as I thought it would be. <laughs> no. And I thought that, I mean, I have been to New York on one vacation, and we went out to Ellis Island, which you go around the little island where the Statue of Liberty is. And if you've never been there, you cannot comprehend how big that thing actually is. I I personally would have expected the head that landed in the street to be a lot bigger. It's all all about scale, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. I think their scale might have been a little bit off, but... Well, consider close. it landed in the street when in reality you can actually go up in there. Yeah, it, you, you can that's go part in of the, the tour. Well, yeah. Actually, you used to be able to go in the noggin. Now oh, you can't leave. anymore? Now I don't think you can leave the, where the feet are. That's about as high as you go. Oh, because great. Of, Thanks. You know, Security. Kind of right. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't want anybody. You can't go destroying. in the head, can't go in the torch, can't go up. That's there. too bad. Which that's is too bad. But, I mean, I guess if it prevents the Statue of Liberty from getting blown up, then nobody can see it anymore. <laughs> Only from the outside. But yeah, okay, so they did mess with the scale a little bit, but it, it definitely had an impact. I think the scale was a little bit off, but I think it was close enough to where if people weren't really nitpicking, it would be close enough. Oh, yeah, it's still, it was it, it was just a, a short shot, and it was enough to really shock you, and of course it's so iconic that it's, oh my god, it's destroying New York, you know, because here's the Statue of Liberty, so everybody can relate to that. Yeah, and I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think quite a few things might have been a little bit off scale. Like, the streets might have been a little bit... Like, I don't think the, the movie was shot in an accurate location, so the streets were a little bit off. Um, uh, let's see. I'm, now I'm curious. Because now I'm starting to think that maybe the whole head thing was because of street size. Because I'm starting uh, to think about it. In, like, a typical New York City street, I would think that the head would be... Uh, maybe like a story tall and kind of sitting in the middle of the road. But if the street was skinnier, then yeah, it would be, it would be, it would probably touch two buildings. Yeah. <laughs> like it would be, it would touch one building on one side of the street, and one building on the other side of the street. Oh, at least. If it was, at if least. it was like a narrow alleyway or something. Yeah. It wouldn't even fit through like a really narrow alley. So that's what I'm well, starting to think is that maybe they tried to put it to scale with the street. And that's kind of where it's throwing me off. Because the street didn't seem very wide. It seemed like two-lane street. And most streets in New York City are pretty massive, except for the few one-ways. Yeah, unless it's an extremely old one. But Mm -hmm. um, according to IMDb, which is, of course, our go-to for information, (laughs) 
the only thing shot in New York was a little bit of Bloomingdale's. Yep. And I think I vaguely recall them running through there. The rest of it, of course, was shot out in L.A., Hollywood, Hollywood that whole thing. And that's why, so, yeah. that's, why the, the, that's why I'm feeling like the streets and the thing weren't to scale. I think they were just yeah. trying to make it to scale with if this street was a New York City-sized street, then. Right, and just shove a bunch of cars in it to make it feel crowded. But the issue is, is that you can't make buildings taller either. <laughs> so True. if you use a shorter street and you make the head a little bit smaller to fit with the shorter yeah. street, it's also go- the head's also going to be shorter even though the buildings are the same height. Because I feel like it would have been like a story tall about. Eh, but- technicalities. <laughs> Artistic license. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make everything on a budget. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just trying to get that suspense and, and tension maintaining that throughout the movie. So they had to destroy a lot of fake buildings. Yeah. <laughs> but so it was rated only PG-13, which yeah. is good. So, Well, I mean, also, I guess it was sort of like, I don't think there was really any gore, really. Um... There was only one scene where they're carting somebody's body away in the military center, but it wasn't... It wasn't like graphic detail. Though. No, I I would say fifteen uh, year olds have probably seen a lot worse on some cop shows, <laughs> probably. But yeah, so my rating for the movie would probably be like seven again. <laughs> I could go for a seven. Like I said, I it was kind of it wasn't exhausted super fantastic, by the but it was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, if you like suspense and the occasional jump in your seat moments, it was good. You know. Yeah, if you if you it, like sort of renter. like a Godzilla style movie without really seeing Godzilla, for most of it, yeah, pretty much a Godzilla movie. It's a giant monster that oh yeah has the ability to rip a head off of a statue, so it's got to be pretty tall. Absolutely, and of course the military fighting back and trying mm-hmm. to get through everything and the mad chaos. I mean, if you like that kind of thing, then it's definitely one you should rent. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I would give it a solid seven as well. Yeah, it, it was about a seven for me. All right. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Uh, plot points. Some things I do remember that I'm going to have to like look over. Uh, I mm-hmm. do remember them being in a subway tunnel at one point. Oh, yes. Yes, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, there's some interesting spoilers there and some, again, technological goofs. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, I think we probably actually could run into spoilers uh, yeah, now for this because that, that's a good synopsis of the plot. So, yeah. spoiler alert. Um, so it's big monster <laughs> tunnel. Yes, in my brain, I'm I'm almost remembering that there's like smaller monsters yes. too, right? Yeah, in the in the beginning when they're going, th- the monsters going through the streets, people notice that these little. I don't know if they're – they never say if they're baby monsters or if they're like little parasite monsters, but they drop off and start also start attacking people. They it's, look yeah, very it's, similar. It's sort of like a mama spider and how like the little tiny yes. baby spiders sort of just sit on its back. Oh, oh God, that's gross. <laughs> oh, I hate spiders. And so these deal with anything with monsters <laughs> are sort of just holding on to the big monster and then they're just yeah. like dropping It does not off. look and like They're like spider. little tiny mini clones of the big monster. Kind of, yeah. But yeah, they decide to they they go down through a subway to escape the big monster in the street, um, and, kind of and then when they're running through the tunnels, monsters. yeah, when they're running through the tunnels, 
the guy's like, oh, turn your ca- put, put your camera on night vision. Put your camera on night vision. And, of course, when he puts his camera on night vision, oh, holy crap, there they are on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I would like to note, I don't personally know of any cell phone camera yeah, so that has like, night vision. <laughs> let's just say it was a camcorder then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I was under the impression it was a cell I was phone. A, it could have been too, a camcorder. Me too, because who brings a camcorder like out with to a party to well well the whole point of the party was they were recorded it was a goodbye party for the guy oh, so maybe he was they moving did, somewhere maybe they did have like a small video yeah. camera yeah that. and it's like let's film our little memories for him so it might have been a camcorder but a technological point because i've actually used one of those is when they go oh my god run after they've seen these little things <laughs> on the night vision and they turn around and start running when they turn around the night vision shuts off and it's back to normal uh, it it won't do that unless you actually turn it back. Yeah, it's like, there was no reason for it to spontaneously go back. That's <laughs> like I said, I pick out the technological maybe goose. They, maybe they brush the button. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll, we'll just we'll we'll play the devil's advocate. And we'll we'll just give them that for everything. <laughs> and and back to the uh, Statue of Liberty head in the street. I did love how when this thing lands, people are like, oh, my God. And the first thing they do is start clustering around it and filming it with their cell phones. Uh-huh. It's like, well, that is so realistic. To hell with the danger, you know, to hell with the fact that we might get squished by this giant monster. Let's film what's going on. <laughs> I totally believed that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically, I mean, there's not too much, like, I mean, other than the fact that there was those little tiny monsters. That That's a spoiler. Um, but the plot really is run away, hide. Oh, yeah. Then need to run away again, hide. Of and course. And as they do this run away, hide, run away, hide sort of mix, it's, uh, like, they some of them, like, drop off <laughs> as they get killed or something. Let's face it, it's classic in this kind of movie. Only one of you is going to survive. <laughs> and that, that, and it, it does sort of have, like, that, like, serial yeah. killer horror vibe. In, in the sense, because it's almost like they're being they're being uh, systematically killed off one by one. Even though it's not really systematic, it's not like a serial killer would have, like, slashed no. up their friends. But somebody dies from something falling on them or something, or a monster bites one of them and kills them. Yeah. Or, yeah, one of them loses their girlfriend when her building collapses or something like that. Yeah, it's the only thing Talk I did about product placement. Oh my god! Because oh. they get a call from Beth, and her apartment is in the Time Warner Center. <laughs> oh yeah, and don't forget they stop in a convenience store and for some weird reason film like every candy on the shelf. Uh huh. Or the fact that Bloomingdale's just gets a nice plug there. Wasn't that handy? Yeah, a lot of people must have paid really well for mm-hmm, that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and there's a Woolworth building, so that's a little... Uh... Uh-huh. Yep. It's like, let's get all of iconic New York, but make them pay for it. They might as well be like, oh, yeah, man, we're all at a party. Quick, let's do like a, a B-roll of... Uh... <laughs> this is Miller High Life I'm pouring, you know, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like a B-roll of uh, the Top Shelf liquor or whatever. Yeah, really. <laughs> the one thing I did find a little annoying about the chaotic fast pace of it was i felt occasionally like i was missing things like i would have had to go back and watch it frame by frame to figure out exactly what had just happened and i know that really added to the tension and the realism of it but at the same time i was like wait 
ah, no, don't film your friends. They're trying to tell you to film the monster. Turn around, dummy. <laughs> you know? Or more importantly, why film anybody? Yeah, really. Put the phone down and get out. <laughs> that Well, I would, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then they have, like, this video is found by the military, right? Mm-hmm. After, Very uh, cliche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, well, very cliche. Yeah, because the, the film has to get... <clears throat> it has to be found somehow, right? Because a bunch of these people of record a film. If the camera just gets crushed by, like, a building or something, then... The f- we wouldn't be able to watch it, right? So Yeah. Yeah, and let, let's talk about the goofs, because the the goofs uh-huh. bugged me on some points. Um, so you do have the head of the L- Statue of Liberty being tossed into the street, and you're kind of... I got the impression of maybe somewhere in Manhattan, maybe somewhere in mm-hmm. Chelsea, but, you know, downtown-ish New York at this guy's apartment... And in order to do that, the monster would have had to not only rip off the head of the statue, and we see the rest of the statue still standing, so why he did that is weird. He would have to have carried it for a while and then thrown it. But the monster's not presented as really being intelligent. Which, so why would he do it that? Which must be in order to just rip the knocking yeah, off. Yeah, That's I mean, why it. would you just, you know, pop the top, carry it for... Uh, uh, you know, quite a few blocks, and then throw it. Yeah, that doesn't that make any sense. That made no sense. You, it, it, it would have to be like some sort of like personal vendetta, right? Right. Or the issue with the found footage at the very beginning where it's got the little flash of the technical specs from the camera as if they're rolling the footage, it says SD card on there, a digital SD card for, uh, for the format. Uh-huh. But while they're filming at the party... Some guy's talking to the camera, and he's going, did you take the tape out? I had a tape in there. Wait a minute. Make up your mind. Is yeah, it a that, tape, or that, is it an SD card? True. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, it's it's little <laughs> things like that. Continuity. <laughs> and I had yeah, to What laugh. kind of... Go ahead. Like, what what time is this set around? Um, because what kind of... See. Like, recorder runs on tape? Movie itself was 2008. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like if they're gonna do a pre- like, let's say they did like present day, it was meant to be around two thousand and eight. What kind yeah. of camcorder in two thousand eight ran on film still? <laughs> well, not that I can think of, and maybe that's where I got the impression that it was a cell phone instead. But Cause I used to remember make up that. Your mind. Yeah, because I used to remember that you had to have, um, like, if you wanted to like watch it back to like right. edit or such, it, you had to buy like an adapter tape that would fit into a VCR. And, like, you put this tape inside the other tape, and then it would, like, fit, right? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, that technology is pretty old. I doubt that they're using uh, VCR still, too. But Well, no, probably not something that big. But the mini tapes, like the tiny ones that used to fit in answering machines about that size, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some of them did still use those. And that was kind of the impression I got when he said tape and there were scenes in the movie where you occasionally had like a little flashback as if it had this one had been recorded over that tape like the guy accused him of which then which wouldn't make any sense because it's an everything. sd thing and sds don't exactly do that you, you gotta make up your mind there it's either sd or it's tape mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it's gonna be tape then continuity that one really kind of bugged me um i don't know if you ever watched cinema sins on youtube 
I love Cinema they Sins. Have a fantastic YouTube channel. Um, oh yes. They started a podcast where they just kind of like shoot the breeze about stuff, <laughs> and that's pretty good too. Um, I do like the like the witty commentary that they have. Oh, they do. But they point out everything wrong with a movie, mm-hmm. and it's so funny. And the one that they did for Cloverfield, at the very end, after their own credits, they pointed out the characters said, Oh my god! 84 times in this movie. <laughs> oh, was it their, like, bonus round? Yeah, 84 mm-hmm. times. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you did get a little tired of that. <laughs> yep. That, that, I, I do like Cinnamon since they, they do a pretty good job. Which, oh, now yes. that I'm thinking about it, if we're watching a movie where, uh, I haven't seen it in a while. I might actually want to watch that <laughs> in the band. Because they, yeah. do, they do have some good bullet points about... I mean, they do mostly focus on air, but... Yeah, but they're common sense errors. Like when they're in the subway right before they see the little monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, if all the rats are running in the same direction, you might want to go that direction. Rats. Because they're running from something. They, they, they know what's up. If exactly. One or two, that's one thing, but if like a sea yeah. of them are like running. Started out with one or two and then it's like they're all going that way and I'm thinking to myself, that's which, which if I was gonna send it, I would say if I was going to send it, I would say all of one creature running away from danger cliche. <laughs> well, yeah, it was definitely a cliche, but you you knew that something was behind them. But it was still kind of funny because it's like, dude, like just Jurassic run. Park where all like the Mm-hmm. Smaller dinosaurs are running away from T-Rex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just me, but at the end, they run to get in one of the evacuation choppers, and it takes off, and it doesn't feel like they're actually trying to get away. I mean, okay, we're into the spoiler section here. He's filming from the chopper, and you can see the military trying to bomb the thing down mm-hmm. in the streets. And, of course, causes chaos and a huge dust cloud from everything it destroys. And then all of a sudden, bam, the monster jumps out of the smoke and whacks the helicopter. Uh Here's my thought. If you're trying to evac and get away from this monster, why are you flying parallel to it instead of just fly away as fast as possible? I mean, (laughs) that chopper could have outrun that thing in the few minutes that they had spent filming it running down the street parallel to them. That was yeah. ridiculous. Filming it while circling this dust cloud. <laughs> Something. And it's like, you're, you're going to want to get away from the destruction. You're going to want to get away from the monster. You're going to want to get away from the huge dust cloud that could mess up your rotors. But it didn't feel like the chopper was going as fast as it actually could. So that mm-hmm. one, you knew what was kind of coming, I thought. I agree. Yeah. It was, it was still good. <laughs> it was one of those uh, very interesting. Uh, I don't know. It, it they they it's because they have to put people back into like the mix of right. things again. Oh right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's just so that they could show the the monster in its hugeness, and you finally got the the entire look at it, the entire scale of it, and everything, and. In general, I mean, if you could ignore those little bitty things, and I think you can because of the tension, in general, it works really well as a suspense monster movie. Mm-hmm. And I, and I guess they show how, like, the monster gets there in the first place. Kind of. At the very so, end, they, like, recover the footage and 
Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the footage, I guess in the background, like some sort of object falls into the ocean. Yeah. And that was another one that Cinema Sins pointed out that I thought very amusing, that this giant thing falls in the ocean and some dude on a Ferris wheel somewhere is able to film it, yet nobody who actually is a meteorologist or a scientist or whatever happened to notice. Um, and also based on <laughs> size? No kidding! Um, there'd be a lot of water displaced? You would think. I mean, they did have a boat out there, too. You know, wouldn't something have happened to the boat? Possibly? Coney Island is pretty close to the shore. I would say yeah. from the size of the monster, I'm pretty sure a giant tsunami wave would, like, just wash over Coney Island and just obliterate something. it. Because that's yeah. a lot of mass to displace. Yeah, I mean, they're right there at the beach. So at the very least, the people on the beach should have seen something. Mm-hmm. You would think. <laughs> and something that big makes a loud would make a loud splash. Oh, absolutely. How does it go unnoticed? <laughs> yeah, even if the even if it was far enough out that the water tide line or whatever was a, a small wave or somebody theoretically should have seen a water spout that big. Mhm. But, you know, whatever. All right. Magic author wand as I like to call it. <laughs> mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Creative license wand. Absolutely. <laughs> But again, I, I liked it in general. It was great for it was its good. time. Not good special effects. But it was good. Yeah. I would say a 7 is a really good rating for it. Um, it's probably not something I would watch again. No. Unless I wanted to go back and pick out those little what happened in this really fast moment. But mm -hmm. honestly, I don't care now. It's been how many years? <laughs> <laughs> a long time. Let's not mention the years. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Yeah, so it's good for renting if you've got nothing else to watch and you've got some extra popcorn. Yeah. Get on that, uh, what is it called? Jiffy Pop or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not being paid by Jiffy Pop. No. <laughs> Unknown brand pop. There we go. Some microwave popcorn these days. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good one. Hey, did you enjoy this episode of Avoid All Spoilers? Well, there are plenty more to listen to with new episodes weekly. Thanks for listening.